Hello, and welcome to All's Fair in Lava and Floor. I'm Amanda. And I'm Ann. And we're here to talk to you guys about everybody's favorite obstacle course game show, Floor is Lava. Yeah, and our uh, our guest this week is is Stad St. Fleur, who... I guess as a guest so nice, we had him twice. We've had him. Yeah, we had him on before. <laughs> we brought him back. We're very excited to to talk to him again since he comes from the game show industry. I should have asked you before we started, Stod, like how you would like to be currently introduced, since I know it's a little bit of a, a shifting shifting thing for you uh, moving from show to show. Um, but yeah, we're glad to have you back. Oh, it's uh, nice to be uh, asked back. So thank you. Yeah, it's a. Uh... It's I was really excited to have you back in particular as we are wrapping up season two, three, essentially, uh, because they they made some pretty notable changes to how Mm -hmm. they run the show. Um, And Mm -hmm. as a a challenge designer, uh, a challenge producer, I I really wanted uh, to hear what you thought about it, all of it. Um, And so, yeah, we're here to talk about season three, episode five, the final episode of what exists out in the world now and probably Mm -hmm. will until they record a new season um and uh yeah it was just it was a wild one (laughs) to say the least for sure uh yeah well thanks for having me that was fun anyway (laughs) (laughs) and we've nailed it notably none of us are improvisers like this first team (laughs) oh my gosh yeah the the when they introduced the first team team zip zap zop like they said the name and I went, oh no. <laughs> yeah, they had a they had a lot of energy. They, that that team. They mm-hmm. did. Uh which, you know, I've been a teacher at an alternative school, which is what they were what they were. They were teachers at an alternative school that had an improv class. And I'm like, okay, cool. When I was a teacher at an alternative school, I I was exhausted twenty-four hours a day. This is not my experience. High fives to y'all for being like 110% of the person that I could ever be. <laughs> yeah, they definitely came came at this with a lot of enthusiasm. Although I guess considering how it went for Marta on that first jump, maybe a little bit too much enthusiasm. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, um, I, I thought the the group as a whole, obviously they get along very well. And they, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they're very good improvisers and, and yeah. fairly, fairly athletic based on their, their opening package, yeah. which was, um, which was interesting. One thing that I found different, uh, and maybe this is something we'll talk about later. is just, like you said, the show from the first season to its second season made some pretty significant changes uh, and it even starts right at the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Where you get to see who hosts the show, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice. Um, mm-hmm. And the room is bigger. Uh, the the again the opening package is different. I, I thought that was very nice. Yeah. But going back to to this team in particular, um, yeah, one of them didn't really have a great start. Uh, 
You know, it's it was kind of like <laughs> that's a way to put it. It's kind of like when you ask for a suggestion and then nothing happens and you try to go on your own and you kind of slip and fall flat <laughs> on your face. That's kind of what happened there. Um, yeah, it was wild. And what's interesting is I, I listen, I've never I've never done the room. I haven't done any of the rooms, but I did watch. I want to say it was the the first or second episode of the season had the same room. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember anybody having trouble making that first jump. No. So No. No, I was it thinking was the same quite thing. Surprising. It was it was shocking. That was the first time that we had seen that happen. And it was I mean, it happened twice in this episode. That's Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did I have been noticing that uh the lava jets uh in in this season have been differently active, I guess. Like, it's it's definitely mm-hmm. different the way they operate. You know, in the first season of the show, there was a lot of watching to see, like, all right, so they're going to shoot this lava jet up at this person while they're over this gap, like, for sure, every time. It, sure. was, it was a comedic effect versus this time it seemed a little less so. It seemed like it was just kind of atmospheric at most. But... I feel like they were angled in such a way where they were covering the obstacles so much more and exiting the front of the, like the entrance of the room has never been an issue before, but (laughs) this isn't the first episode. It's been an issue at least. Yeah. I don't remember the entryway kind of mat being wet with lava in previous, previous seasons. Yeah. Um, it seems like it was already wet up there. Like we saw um, the one dancer almost wipe out just kind of <laughs> dancing before she mm-hmm. had even had a chance to jump. So I think that having that that surface wet and, and having the other surfaces wet. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but even the I was very surprised that even the treehouse um, that that yeah. platform up there had lava. I was like, how did it get up there? That's how so high. How <laughs> these jets? Right. They're, they're, they seem to be pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um I don't, unfortunately, I don't know, you know, how they make them or whatnot, but they right. seem to be uh, very, very strong. And or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would imagine that the turnaround time between rooms is a lot. Yeah. So this could be a situation where this room has already gone through three times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from with the, you know, with a previous episode. So that stuff may already be slippery to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they do take the time to clean it up a fair amount between runs, but I do think like, yeah, it's not perfect by any means. Uh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just it was wild. So watching Marta instantly when they were for sure, at least for this episode, worth the first people to run it. They might have been the sec, you know, the fourth people to run it that day or something. Yeah, but, sure, sure. Um, she still. For her to run, jump, she did land on the dresser, mm-hmm. but she just slid right off of it, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was heartbreaking to see uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, but, it, uh, you know, in particular to be like, all right, so here's the first people who are in this episode and one's gone <laughs> instantly. Right. We were, you know, <laughs> yeah. four minutes into the episode. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like she, um, when I was watching the replay the second time through, it looked like she actually hit either her chin or her face, like on the upper Mm -hmm. part of the dresser. And I almost wonder if maybe the reason that she couldn't catch herself with her feet as they were kind of wiping out was the sort of shock of, oh, I've just hit myself in the face. Um, 
it, that that looked like a, a a painful fall. I mean, I, I know all these obstacles are are cushioned and whatnot, but that particular one looked like at least it would have surprised you for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's a pretty nasty wipeout. I'm I'm sad to see that her uh, her uh, teammates didn't support her like they would, you know, with a yes and. It's just it's a <laughs> yeah. shame. It really is. Yeah, it really was. So. I mean, Robert did try because he also almost fell off of the dresser. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you give it a couple, uh, you know, a little bit, they did try. I will say Rutledge made two yes and jokes during their run. And I was like, bud, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least go it. with the rule of threes if you're going to yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, choose the wrong number. <laughs> you need to either do one more or one less. You need to <laughs> really settle on that. But I guess this run did go kind of quickly. I mean... Because Marta was out so fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert almost fell in doing the same thing. Um, but then... Though he stayed on his feet. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. It was That was kind of the key. I think that's the only reason he did manage it. Um, but yeah, like Zach climbed up to uh, the the uh, treehouse relatively quickly. Um, I did appreciate the like slow-mo mocking effects of their different like swings uh on ropes yeah (laughs) and how roberts was like all right well that was that was four and a half inches like you didn't you didn't even really need to swing but okay and then zach actually having a little zip line yeah which is very clever and also uh you know good on on him for not having that bed rotate yeah because everybody else that i've seen that jumps on that bed from there has a rotate and it stayed pretty still. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was kind of impressive, honestly. I don't. I would have thought that that just sort of happened every time, but he managed to land solidly enough that it wasn't an issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe it was partially that he landed pretty centrally to the bed, and I think some people have landed closer to the edge. And I assume mm-hmm. that because of the way the pivot works, that that helps you. I mean, but obviously, I, I don't think that anybody knows that's going to happen based on the way that people have responded when it does start to spin. Um, right. I don't think they're prepared for it. So it's still, I, I mean, like from an athleticism standpoint, um, I thought that was a he, he was really in control on this course, which is a very, very difficult thing to do considering how hard it is and considering that it is covered in lava. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did also like Zach sees the the Rubik's Cube and goes, I can do one of these in two minutes, you know? <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, we're doing something right now. Like, right. <laughs> you want to focus up a little or no? All right, cool. cool story, bro. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I mean, even Rutledge did a like, weird time for a humble brag. <laughs> yes. It was great. I- I did like that Zach stopped briefly to do a little bit of a bit with the Demogorgon, though. I mean, you know, yes. that was that was I was proud of him for doing that as an improviser and just like as a person um, yeah. that, that he stopped to do. That, <laughs> I thought was great um, because, you know, not that many people people had responded to it in other episodes, but it was mostly just sort of confused screaming. Um, yeah. And he was he was ready to sort of buy into what was going on, which was fun. Yeah. yeah. He did a full character. I mean, he did the like zapping at it and pretending mm-hmm. to get a nosebleed, the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, props to him because most people are a little maybe mm, one could argue correctly more focused on the room and what's <laughs> going on. Yes. Um, but <laughs> still, you know, it's appreciated. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, uh, their run again kind of did 
what has been heartbreaking for me in most of the runs where uh, Zach managed to get out, but he was mm-hmm. telling Robert to jump onto the beach ball to get out. Um, and I maintain that the that the spheres are cruel and not actually <laughs> uh, not obstacles meant to be used they're just there to be in the way and taunt you because mm. poor robert just tried yeah. so hard and he's like really scrabbled at it like he held on he tried yeah but uh that was just never gonna happen very clearly yeah i thoroughly agree on that yeah. i think i think if he had been a couple of inches northward on the ball where he landed in that seated position Mm -hmm. it might have gone differently but like the the distance and the height and the degree of accuracy that it would take for that to work out um seems pretty pretty rough and if you try the belly flop you could slide off that way too and then you have the risk of are you going to fall off while you're trying to get into an upright or mostly upright position so that you can jump from there because you can't do it from your stomach yeah, it's for that room in particular, having that be like one of the theoretically valid routes out uh, mm. is wild. Like the last jump that you would theoretically have to make. Uh, it's a, it's a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a good showing from Robert. I mean, I will say that like, was. he was he was doing very well. He almost wiped out. He caught himself a couple of times. Um, he did point out that he was a band kid yeah. <laughs> and didn't know how to climb a rope. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that, uh, everybody, I, I, I would have been nice to see Marta's run. <laughs> like, yes. it must really suck if you wipe out on the first obstacle and then you don't even get to find out how it would have gone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I guess I've, I'm, I guess I'm in the minority to this one. I, I think you, you had your shot and you blew it. Yeah. Um, I get that. You know, I, I, I. It's it's weird. It's a weird thing for for me because like yes, I agree. On the one hand, oh, I would have loved to see, you know, how well she would have done mm-hmm. and give her a second chance. But at the same time, that's the nature of the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, you 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 take a leap and and you try to make it and you don't, and well, that that's what happens. Yeah. Um. So I guess we won't know, and that's okay for me. Yeah. You know, that's totally fine, and not. I don't want to spoil anything just yet, although. Uh, if you're listening to this and you've watched the show, you already know what happens. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess the the only other thing I would think about is like, okay, if she had made it, mm-hmm. what would have been different about that run? For me, I don't know if there's too much that would have been different. Yeah. Yeah. Based I, based on what I saw, I don't think. Uh, not saying that she she wouldn't have been a uh, uh, you know a necessary asset to the team, but considering how far the other two made it just on their own mm. right i i hazard to think about like well what what else would she would have been able to to contribute and i, I mean i don't know I, I have no idea but yeah um for me you know you took the leap you fell and and that's it that happens sometimes it's like getting the first question wrong on millionaire yeah, yeah. like that that happens more often than you think it does i'm sure and you know, that's just kind of the nature of the game. It's supposed to be what it's supposed to be a pretty easy jump and easy, you know, stepping stone to begin with. And yet you fumble it. And that's it. I will say, looking back at the replay, uh, you know, Robert and Zach definitely had a very good time. Yes. Reacting to that. So <laughs> yes, they sure that definitely did. made it a lot of fun. Yeah. But I'm also sure that she's she felt very embarrassed, you know, mm-hmm. that not not the fact that she fell, 
but that she fell so early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but lo and behold, as we'll find out a little later, um, it's not the only time that would happen. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely true. Yeah. The lava always has an opinion and the lava is always right. Yeah. It's hard <laughs> to argue with lava. Um, so, yeah, the, the lava tends to win in a lot of those situations. <laughs> Uh, the Unstoppables were our second team. Uh, it was Amira, Alana, and Chanel. And Amira almost beefed that jump, too. Mm. Uh, yep. She made it, but it was a close thing. Um, and then they still had a pretty early fall, because as Amira's going through the, the slide... Uh, Alana fell off the et- extra sketchy board. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, trying to exchange like handholds and move down it like she just slipped and fell to the point where Amira came out of the tunnel and was like, what happened? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. I'm actually taking a look at that part right now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a, it's a little, I think it's a little mean. Yeah. Uh, that. They had Rutledge being like, yeah, this is a person to watch. You know, they're doing a very good job. And then mid-sentence, this she falls. Yep. <laughs> it was just so much. Yeah. I mean, she was the one who was like, I'm tall. I've got a lot of experience doing, like, track and field. I feel like I'm going to really do a lot. And, mm-hmm. like, of the three of them, she's the one who should have been on that because it requires, like, a lot of reach and, and all that sort of stuff. And mm-hmm. she just, like... She just slipped. Like, I don't remember seeing anything. I mean, there have been instances on the show of people slipping when it's you like almost have no idea that it's even possible they could slip there um, Mm -hmm. because everything is so slippery. But that was that was another like surprising one. Like while I was watching it the first time, I wasn't paying attention. Like I like looked at my phone for like a second and then she was just gone. Yeah, and she almost, like, she she was kind of, I think, trying to, I don't know if it was conscious or not, actually, now as I say this, but she almost got herself on the knob, like, in such a way that yeah. she could have landed in a seated position, which, obviously, I don't think it's designed for that, but it would have worked. She might have been able to save it. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, it was a wild one. I feel like there have been, in this sort of, well, season three, or if you want to think of it as the back half of season two, just from a sort of um, course standpoint, I feel like there have been more of those kind of like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I have yeah. to watch that again kind of falls. And mm-hmm. I, I wonder why that mm-hmm. why that is. But but I mean, those those um, those handholds are so small and they're so yes. narrow and the ledge is so narrow. It, it may be more that it's a miracle that other people haven't fallen than that it's yeah. mysterious that she did. Sure, that's true. Yeah, I mean, the way this room got run by this team overall was a little uh, mystifying. So maybe that's part of what skewed my brain that way. Because after that, once uh, once Chanel and Amira were like staying together or doing things together, Amira got on the teeter-totter to help Chanel and then mm-hmm. stayed on it. Like the fact that they stayed on this thing together and were... Uh, you know, counterbalancing each other. At first, I thought it was dumb. Like, I was like, oh, you're making a huge mistake. Like, somebody's yeah. going to fall off of this. This is going to go so badly. But it did mean that Amira didn't have to climb that rope. 
Um, mm-hmm. yep. And she was able to get the the exit pass more easily, which, you know, I would have appreciated not having to climb that rope in that situation. So mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of ingenious, but I was so confused at first. Well, it it kind of speaks to the whole thing about having different paths yeah. to victory. Um, I, I, I don't. I would like to give credit to the challenge team that that was an option to do. Yeah. Uh, I don't think too many people would have done that, but it definitely was an option, which is pretty cool. And actually, speaking, uh, you know, you mentioned the exit passes. Now, I full full transparency. All the episodes that I watched, all three and a half of them, I did this morning. Sure. Uh, so so my knowledge of the show from last season to this season, you know, learning all the new things, mm-hmm. figuring out what what they've changed. I, I it was it was an interesting uh, uh, road because mm-hmm. I watched the third. I watched the first episode of the third season, which really is the. F- sixth episode of the second season and that's a whole different discussion yeah (laughs) but uh i thought it was interesting that they didn't really explain what changed yeah um at least in the first episode it was just kind of like all right this is it and we're gonna just go for it and i was wondering it's like well why doesn't everybody just get to the exit what are these what are they getting what's the point of this and they didn't really explain that until i think the second episode where they had a pretty normal intro Mm -hmm. and i have to say i do like the idea of these exit passes because it forces the team to explore more yeah. and do more, yeah. which I think was one of the things that kind of was, I want to call it an issue, but definitely I can tell that the team, the production team took what they learned from the first season. Like, well, a lot of people are just taking the same routes again and again and again. Right. How can we make it so that a, they either split up or B, they cover more of this room with, and do more things that we have there. And I think having the exit passes is a great addition to, to the show. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, you know, for uh, context, they don't ever super explain it. Um, so it is a little bit of a like learn by experiencing the show situation. Uh, it mm-hmm. is a loving j- jab that we've made more than once <laughs> on the podcast at this point, uh, because uh, I, you know, it's not it's not a complex show. It is not a complex system. So it works that they don't explain it, but also like you come in going, huh? Um, oh, okay. I think I follow. Um, uh, but yeah, I totally agree. Like adding the exit passes made a huge difference. Um, in the first episode of season two, when the exit passes and the, um, volcano were added, they did a little bit of an ex- explanation, um, but just to say, like, and now they have to get exit passes. And mm-hmm. now there's a volcano. And, like, that was about Got it. it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was more like they they kind of... I think there must have been a conversation um, about, like, is it better to explain the exit passes in context? Because 
they also change the mechanic of what happens if there is a tie or, you know, two runs that are pretty close or everybody falls in or whatever, that they they also, um, instead of in the first season where that was purely time-based, having it be this additional variable, like, I kind of wonder if that would have been difficult to explain if in the first episode of season two, they'd been like, all right, now we are going to read the rule book, you know? Like, I think mm-hmm. I think um, nobody really wants to, to do that part of, like, a right. tabletop game I, necessarily. I would, but- I, would, I would agree. I I guess I guess for me jumping in not knowing anything yeah. it was a bit jarring for me yeah. to be like well why are they ha- why do they have to go to this thing first mm. yep. without mentioning specifically what it was yeah. um and for me it didn't they didn't even say oh they have to get this in order to leave until the second episode that I watched yeah yeah which I felt like is which I feel like is one episode too late. Um, yeah. And in terms of in terms of the like the tiebreak and stuff like that, what I did notice is that they only mentioned it when it was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I noticed a lot for me, at least with the editing is when they mention something about time or they show the timer come up when they're going to get something. For me, I feel like that's a pretty good indication that that particular beat is going to be important in this episode mm-hmm. for some reason. Right. Exactly. Um, like in this one, when they went and got that first exit pass. You saw the clock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which up until then never was a thing, yeah. Um, and lo and behold, later on, that becomes important, right? Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I mean, I I think it was. Um, and we've talked to we've had some other guests this season who 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 were a little bit confused uh, about like when the information was provided, and I I do wonder if maybe it was something you know, kind of boring about like what happened that 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 caused season two to to be split and and how those editing decisions were made or the order mm-hmm. that the episodes aired in or something. Maybe it was not the order they originally intended. Uh and that's why the explanation was in the second episode of season three. Um right. who knows. But but yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that um there there I could see people being confused by that, which is not not what you want, because then it takes the the tension of it away a little bit, right? If you don't really know exactly what's at stake and how. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um mm-hmm. it was a little bit yeah, especially, you know, season three was what, like four or five months after season two, mm-hmm. something like that. Right. And so I mean, we have a literal podcast about the show, and so, like, maybe we yeah. uh, aren't good examples of how most people are going to come into the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Because, like, I followed, but also, I'd been obsessing about the new rules for six months since the first episode of season two came out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it did, right, this is one of the episodes where the the exit passes made a difference and like came mm-hmm. into play as a tie-breaking situation which hasn't happened in all episodes um it hasn't even happened in most um but it has happened because uh chanel and amira both ended up falling in also um and so yeah and didn't Alana, get anybody out yep, yeah all three so yeah that was uh an issue and then if right. you know to just spoiled the last run right away as we're about to get into it. All three of them fall in right away too, or not right away. All three of them fall in also. And so like these exit passes matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like that. They like take the time to explain it. And I'll even note that uh, this was the first time it wasn't 80 yard. Uh, how uh, 
Rutledge is explaining the rules to the teams that are watching up on mm. the the balcony. Like we actually see Rutledge explain to uh the unstoppables, like, all right, if they don't get this exit pass faster than you, then you're going to the volcano. Um so like I always assumed he was up there explaining stuff, but since it has been like an ADR, mm-hmm. you know, after the fact voiceover every time, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know for sure if he did or if like a producer was having sure. to like do it over a speaker or something. So that was that, interesting. But that phrase in and of itself was very weird. And I know we haven't talked about the third one, but since yeah. we brought it up, mm-hmm. if they don't get it in time, then you go on. Mm-hmm. Ra- rather like rather than well if they don't get it before you do then you know it, it, it's very uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it but basically the way that i interpreted it was well if they don't get it i don't need to watch the rest of this because if mm-hmm. they don't get it in time i know you guys are going to win because mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm guessing that none of them are going to make it this is this is me before knowing what the ending is. That's but I fair. would assume that the other way that the other team could still get through is if they get it later, but still make it out of the room. Mm-hmm. Well, they could. The way he phrased it uh, was better uh, in that he did say, like, uh, if nobody manages to get out of the room, then the difference is going to be how fast they got the exit pass. Um, but the the right. timing of it, you know, was like if they were to get the exit pass slower, then they have to count on the fact that like, well, hopefully they all fall in. Like it was trying to raise those stakes. And yeah, I don't remember the exact phrasing of it, but um Yeah, because it, it, it what's weird about it and what what's very from a from a game mm-hmm. rule perspective mm-hmm. is that the way in which a team that team, uh the unstoppables advance changes throughout the last team's run yeah yeah um so first first it was you know if they all fall then they obviously make it through mm-hmm. well they, if, they, if they all fall and no one gets a pass then you make it through mm-hmm. right yeah uh or if everybody falls but they grab a pass later than you do then you make it through mm-hmm. right um or oh there was another like it, it was just very interesting how everything kept changing um which i guess trying to explain all those permutations would be uh tedious and, and right. not needed um and it's a, it's a hard thing to balance like it, it one of the one of the weird things uh i i just came off a show called that's my jam and i know we're not talking about that show hmm. um but one of the one of the weird things that we had to figure out was how to explain rules in a very quick way that the general audience can understand. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not like being able to take out a rule book and you read everything and someone's going to sit there and listen because you'll change the channel. Right. So how do you, how do you get that information out? Uh, and in a way that is easily digestible, um, but hits the necessary points. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's one of, that's one of the more interesting things about watching this show is how they convey that information. And mm-hmm. is it, is it, um, is it is it easy to understand? Um, right. And I think this episode in particular, again, was very interesting because the parameters in which a team advances for that last for that last run 
kept changing based on what was, you know, what was happening in Iran or how many people were left uh-huh. or, you know, it's mm-hmm. almost kind of like the wild card in sports. Like, well, if, you know, this team loses by this many points, oh yeah, you know, and it's <laughs> this temperature outside, right? then, you know, there's a chance that you might be able to make it or like there's, it's, it's so wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree. I think that this show, hmm, I think that they could do to explain the, the base level rules just a little bit in every episode, which they don't do. Uh, mm. <laughs> they don't do. Um, but I don't think getting into the exit passes beyond you need one to get out and in uh, situations of a tie, they serve as tiebreakers and then just leave. It, right. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. And for the most part, when they do explain the rules, that is all they say until it matters. And I think that that's good because getting into the nitpicky and nitty gritty of it in the middle of a run is like the only way to have the context that will have it make any sense. Um, yeah. Well, and it, yeah. it also serves like a functionality, I think, in terms of the drama, because I actually really like telling people um, you know, to that having Rutledge up there telling the other team this is what's happening and why, and like so now yeah. the stakes keep keep kind of getting escalated or changed. Um, and I feel like watching watching them react to that um, is is interesting and fun, and like it 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 heightens that feeling of being able to participate with the show, you know, and engage with it in a different way. If that makes sense, For like sure. instead of being feeling like you're passive. Um, that I, I think that the first season, even though it was, you know, obviously just having a timer, like that worked. Um, I think this really kind of elevates that, that tension level and that excitement level. Yeah. I mean, because even in the first season, I remember being a little confused, like, well, what happens if they don't, what happens if like, they don't do it, you know, like we, Mm -hmm. we spent so much time being like. I feel like not enough contingencies were planned for here. <laughs> um, for sure. And so, you know, it is nice to have uh, a little bit more drama and a little bit more stakes uh, because of that. Um, and also, I mean, it's just, it adds a little bit more fun to the show overall. Like, it, it seems like it's more fun to do and it is, uh, for me at least, more fun to watch because of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say to kind of get into team three a little bit, the roommates, which is a married couple and the guy letting them crash on his couch. Uh, uh, I was delighted by their intro package and the fact that a producer was the first time I think we've ever been able to like hear a producer asking them a question for them to like answer like, mm-hmm. normally, they just sort of edit them together and whatever. But then here's an, a producer going, if someone falls in, who's it going to be? And Esteban is like, Maria. And they're like, we talked about this. No, we said it would be Luke, remember? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just delighted. Yeah, I liked I liked yeah, that. that really the, the chemistry there, I thought, was a lot of yeah. fun. Like, I initially felt like, oh, no, they're newlyweds and they're sleeping on his couch. And then I was like, oh, this is actually really, they're they're all young and this is really sweet and they seem to get along yeah. really well. And that's, well, that's nice. Well, Esteban and Luke were roommates first. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she came into the picture. Mm-hmm. And then they got married. Uh, it was, it's a very interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean... 
they definitely clearly got along really well, um, which is great. But yeah, it was a it was another one of those wild groups of people, kind of like the one a couple of episodes ago where it was a guy and his girlfriend and her dad. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh boy, okay. The chess, the, was it the chess players? Yes. Yeah. 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 I was like, okay, so we're just trying to make sure that as many of these groups are like as uncomfortable as possible. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Like if y'all are cool with it, I'm I'm here for you. I love you. But like, wow. Yeah. Um, but totally. of course, uh, with this group, uh, this is the other person who falls in like seconds after the the mm-hmm. run starts with Esteban, mm-hmm. uh, who more visibly like like Marta jumped and like just slid off of the dresser esteban slipped while trying to jump and so his like feet (sighs) went out from under him and he basically belly flopped between the the obstacle and the entrance yeah that back foot was it was way too far back anyway i think he would have had trouble even if he hadn't (laughs) slipped but yeah it was just he was he was taking one for the team he was taking that awkwardness factor out he was removing himself as the third wheel from uh from the team doing the run how heroic we can can call it that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i guess he was trying to say Here's a uh, wedding present to you guys. <laughs> I'm just going to go. And if you win, you can just have the 10K between you. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did like after that, uh, Luke and Maria were both like a little skittish <laughs> about getting mm-hmm. into the room. And mm-hmm. Maria finally starts walking in and Luke's like hyping her up. And he goes, that's my hot wife. She's way hotter than this lava. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, okay, I love this. This is adorable. Yeah, <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I felt like the Unstoppables were enjoying this run too. And I do think Rutledge yeah. was flirting with them just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was he was being, you know, his version of charming. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was he was doing his best. Sure. Also, I mean, everybody up top was kind of talking trash. Uh Mm. While they were up there, too, because, like, they were talking about how Luke was abandoning his wife by not going (laughs) around to the slide. Like, you know, they were everybody seemed to be having a a real good time this episode. And I did like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's one other good thing I I think I like about the changes that they made is that the other teams get to watch, Mm -hmm. you know, the next teams go and interact with Rutledge. And, you know, if you're the first team and you get to interact with the second team that's there and, you know, get to make comments and stuff like that, which I think is very, very cool Mm -hmm. and gives another, gives another chance for, uh, for lack of a better term, like character development um, and and being able to show off personalities. Cause I mean, uh, 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 Marta, for, for example, I, I don't think as much, but like, let, let's say the tables were flipped and let's say this third team was first. I would hazard a guess that Esteban mm-hmm. would have been amazing to hear more from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, definitely. and so yeah, that he seemed like being a lot of able fun. to be up there uh, in the lounge, in the lava lounge, mm-hmm. uh, even if you you fell off early, you still get a chance to, you know, be a part of the show and, 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 you know, uh, it show off your personality a bit more. And I do, I do like that dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, very nice. And it also gives Rutledge a, a chance more to kind of uh, open up and shine. Yeah. Um, and not, not necessarily 
have to, you know, hide behind the the one-liners. Yeah. yeah. It feels a lot more yeah. immediate his interaction, you know, that in, mm-hmm. in, and that makes it feel a lot more genuine and less stagey and um, you know, I mean, I think they did their best with that in in season 1, but um but that is something that I really appreciated and I found that it made me a lot more invested too, like feeling like he yeah. was and he was invested in participating. Yeah, totally agreed. Uh it it helped a lot. It also yeah, like helped me feel strongly and enthusiastic about the teams that were competing and like have yeah, you know, have somebody to root for, uh which is always nice. Yeah. And it 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 also makes it kind of extra painful when you know, I mean, obviously they they lost Esteban really early, but they made some wild choices on this course yeah, they when did. they weren't sure what to do. And that was that I, I feel like it was harder to watch them do that, to just be like, oh, no, like here, yeah. here are the other teams watching you. Rutledge is watching you. We're watching you and we're we're watching you make these choices where you're backing yourself into this corner where you're not going to be able to solve uh, the sort of puzzles of this room yeah. um, because of the way that you've chosen you've chosen to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Luke. I mean, Luke made the most bananas choices I've ever seen someone make on this show um, because he walked around. He got uh, he got over to the bed and then he jumped essentially back onto the the block and mm-hmm. then jumped from the block to the the four in a row board, uh, <laughs> which were both like miraculous jumps. They oh, were absolutely amazing. Yeah. They were so good. And then got himself trapped. Like he and Maria looked at each other and were like, oh, we're stuck now. We're both yeah. stuck right. now. Um, and so, which is very interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, um, yo, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, that is not a thing that could happen in season one, really. Yeah. Uh, and so it, sure. it was wild to have like two choke points that were so bad that, like, all right. So we're trapped now, I guess. Right. Well, an interesting thing is I. And this is again, sorry, this is the now the producer and me trying to figure out how this production works is. My assumption is. You don't get to see how the other teams perform before you go. Right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'd have an unfair advantage. Yeah. That. That said, Rutledge does say if you get two people out of here or if you get a exit pass faster than, you know, the other team, then you'll win. Mm-hmm. And it, the way that it's edited, it makes it seem like he's talking directly to them and telling them that in the moment. Yeah. Which is surprising, which makes it all the more surprising that when Luke got onto the bed, he didn't just go up to the treehouse. Right. So my my thought is maybe they don't know how well the other teams have done. Yeah. Right. And maybe that line that Rutledge says is just something like is something they taped afterwards and they edited it in. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like if it were me and you told me the only thing I have to do is get a pass faster, you know, as fast as I can, mm-hmm. then I'm just going to go mm-hmm. and I'm not going to waste time talking to you, figuring out, you know, maybe we should go over here. Maybe we should go do this. But it seemed like that line wasn't a part of the dialogue they had between the teams and and that's why it made it all the more interesting mm-hmm. to watch how they tackled this room because in at least two occasions they had a chance to to clinch it i feel like if they had known more info about 
if you get this quicker, then you're going to win it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like they would have they would have moved faster. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I feel like every run is in its own little bubble. Yes. No. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm pretty sure that line that Rutledge delivered for all that it was delivered as though it was being said to the teams was added in post and was done for our benefit, not the teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think, you know, if you think about it, kind of externally fairness alone like they might be aware of the fact that exit passes can be tie breaks they might have explained that before runs or something like that but you know it doesn't seem like the sort of thing it seems like it would be an advantage that you know isn't really fair uh to to give to a team to explain it to them uh when other people have run um but yeah i don't know that's it's really interesting it just felt like 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 i i i again i could be wrong but i feel like if you knew not even how long it took them to get it but right. if you knew that in order to advance the least you had to do was to get a pass quicker than the other team mm-hmm. i feel like your strategy then would be much different yeah yeah i agree yeah. I mean, because because in this situation, at least, if Luke had gone to the treehouse, they they might have gone to the volcano because Marie was going to be stuck either way. And getting yep. her unstuck was probably going to take longer uh, right. for her to get to the pass. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think mean, you're probably right that that was. I mean, she even says to Luke to go get one. And he's like, I don't trust us. I don't want to. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Which I think was a. Uh, Fatal mistake. I mean, it, it was. I mean, it was basically the, you know, the last nail in the coffin for them in actuality because he was, I mean, he ended up going in out of, I don't know, chivalry uh, to knock down the, the monkey so that mm-hmm. she could go, which, I mean, there was a real reality in which they still got an exit pass sooner. Because he knocked the monkey down, the Maria was able to, like, get onto the teeter-totter, get across. And if she had just been taller uh, and better at climbing ropes, she could have gotten that exit pass within the time needed. Yes. But it was I, I will tight. say, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. I will say, and you can cut this part out, there's a, there's a part of me that thinks... That no matter what, she was already too slow. Yeah, I actually think that, and that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there there's a problem. I just think she was already too slow, and that that timer they put up is just to build suspense. Yeah, like to make it more exciting. That would be fair. That um, seems believable. Yeah, hard to say, but which you know it's it's hard. And again, you do not have to add this portion to the podcast because I don't want to like pull back oh, the no. curtain for like all these people like oh my god but like what why would they lie it's not i mean <laughs> listen because it's television uh, <laughs> because it it's is television it is entertainment content That's this why. is a serious sport yeah. i cannot believe right. it. yes <laughs> are you but questioning that, that the integrity my, of floor know, is the lava <laughs> i know i apologize you know it's i hate to break it to you but i i don't think she would have been able to make it fast enough mm. yeah but it definitely felt like she could have the way that they edited it and, you know, tip my cap off to to the team for that. I also enjoy, uh, as a side tangent, I also liked the very generic names they gave to very popular toys. Yeah, <laughs> this room has some of the best of that. Like, you know, you're always seeing, I mean, in lots of stuff, them trying to uh, avoid 
copywritten names. But this yep. room's got some real gems. Because, yeah, there's the four in a row board. Uh, what is... Oh, the extra, extra sketchy, sketchy board. board yeah. <laughs> I love that because it works on two levels. I that I find that one particularly delightful. Yeah, it's very, and then, very good. Uh, the Rubus Cube is called... Is that just a puzzle cube? Yeah, I think it's just puzzle uh, yeah, cube. Yeah, I think I they just say puzzle cube. Yeah. yeah. It's one that's not as good because it didn't stick in my head as much. Um, right. But, I mean, there is a, you know, there's a Demigorgon, so. Yeah. There is a Demigorgon. That's cool because Netflix. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there's so much. Uh, I mean, they go out of their way to make sure they mention that Demigorgon every time this uh, mm-hmm. kid's room is used uh in a previous episode when they were in the attic there was a shelf with a bunch with a bunch of the uh netflix uh uh like dvd DVD envelopes wrappers envelopes yeah okay um so they're just like really laying in on it and you know what great (laughs) yeah if you're if you're gonna do brand synergy you should do it as over the top as possible in my opinion yeah because everybody's gonna spot it and know that that's what you're doing so you might as well just go ham yeah and so, like, good on them for the uh, dedication to the bit. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's how uh, the roommates did. Uh, poor Maria really tried. Um, yeah, yeah. For better or worse. Um, so we ended up with uh, Team Zip Zap Zop and the Unstoppables going to the volcano. And this one, again, I mean, the volcano always goes pretty quickly like for Mm -hmm. all that i'm really grateful that they added it and i do think it adds a lot to the show i also am like but it just sort of happens real fast it is quick yeah there's there's no way for it not to yeah um because in the episodes that i watch everybody makes it to that platform Mm -hmm. what happens if you don't you know don't know Nobody's not anybody, made it to the does platform. Does anybody ever fall into the lava before, before the, the uh, challenge is over? Yes. People have fallen in before the challenge is over, but they've they made have, it to that first yeah. platform. Two people... Well, like, does anything happen? Two people have fallen off of the volcano itself. No one has fallen off before they reach the volcano. But there right. have been two volcano-related casualties uh, yes. in, the, in the course of this season. Um, I think there have been three. I think there was an there episode three? where... I think there was an episode where two people fell in. That's possible, um, yeah. I might be remembering wrong. Uh, and then, does anything happen with that? Or like... Oh, um, they're gone. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're gone. gone. And so... But like, you can still win? Well, uh, the- you can if a person from the other team falls in, and then you still put your uh, your two rocks in uh, yeah. before they do. Oh, yeah. uh, But uh, an episode uh, recently had someone fall in, and then the two people from their team got the rocks in and then just stood and watched the other team while they like yeah carefully and slowly got everybody up to put their rocks in like they just had to watch it happen because there was nothing they could that's, do <laughs> that's awkward too. yeah it was a like little awkward that... it was also the first time that that had happened yeah um, it was the so only it's time been once so... across 10 episodes sure um, yeah. sure but yeah that's interesting i huh yeah. I yeah. mean, I also think that they don't expect people to really fall in uh, because it, it hasn't happened much. Again, if there's been two, maybe three, if two people I remember. fell off of the beginning of the room in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm just, like, I'm just, you know, the first jump off the jump, two people died. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, there's so I mean, I, I, there's there's mortality rates on this show for sure. But uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's wild to me also, uh, but it has only been, you know, a couple of people out of, you know, I mean, sure. yeah. the first episode of season two, I keep remembering they only had two people from each team running up the lava, uh, the volcano. Um, and I do, I do want to ask that question. Very yeah. Badly. Yeah. We, um, we strongly suspect that um, one of the people had had kind of a rough landing uh, in the in the run in the room, and that they had to remove them from the volcano run, and in order to keep it fair, they ran the other team with two. Um, but I mean, I, yeah. Oh, so so it, I think it. in this case, though, they didn't know that was going to happen. And I right. think in terms of the design of the volcano itself, there's a safety mechanism on the second half of the volcano um, mm-hmm. that you have to be clipped into before you can go up. Which actually, I think really slowed down it looked like i mean it's hard to tell with the editing but it looked like it slowed the unstoppables down uh that i forget who was struggling with i think alana it looked like she was struggling trying to get that clip on her belt which we've seen some other people struggle with so the fact that they put that on the second level makes me think that a they were thinking well okay how far can you fall without it being a problem um but also that maybe they didn't suspect that people were going to fall on that on that first section although i guess that would be a little weird because it does seem like it could just kind of slide because it's yeah, so slick. Yeah, and people do. Yeah, uh, yeah. all the time. Uh, but I, I, there have been people who've slipped and fallen right back to the landing and not mm-hmm. gone in the lava. Sure. Um, and so that happens. But yeah, it's a uh, it. There are some hiccups to it for sure. I don't know how you solve that problem though. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of a like, well, uh, it is a reality, uh, but. You can't, you know, the the show is called Flora's Lava. It's about <laughs> it's about lava being everywhere. You, if you're gonna try to do it up for a for a final challenge, it's gotta be a volcano. You can't really justify it being anything else, unless it's just another room that you're like in yeah. at the same time, running across fast and seeing who gets across it faster. Yeah. Um, but right. even then, the same issue could happen. Of like, well, you could get across and then one of your teammates fell in and you just got to wait and see if the other team gets across faster. Like in, in the end, you know, it's a, it's an obstacle course show. And so there's only so many solutions you can have to, well, they fell off. Yeah. I mean, ultimately you do want people to fall into the lava. (laughs) Right. You know, that's the thing. But but yeah, no, I I do agree though, that it, it, in, in that episode, it did make it a little bit awkward. It felt like that was sort of a scenario that they had maybe not planned for, um, from a dramatic standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. um, and and I do wonder if you know, it, well, season four will there be will there be some other uh, modification to the volcano run? Uh, I'd be yeah. interested to find out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, long story short, uh, Team Unstoppable like really had a hard time getting up to the top because mm-hmm. I mean, Chanel. No, it's not. Wasn't Chanel? Uh, it was Amira who got up to the top. And Zach, who got up to the top first for yeah. each team, and they put their rocks in at like the exact same time. And then uh, Team Unstoppable was like really struggling the other two to like climb up at all. And so yeah, yeah, uh, Chanel was really didn't having get trouble. In. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been the shoes. I'm gonna blame the shoes. <laughs> it's always the shoes. I mean, if we're being honest, it's uh, it's pretty much always the shoes. Because uh, yeah, Chanel was really struggling. Amir, uh, not Amira, uh, Alana. Who again was like 
their tall track and field person didn't seem like she was having a particularly easy time either. Mm-hmm. I do think she was like hovering, waiting for Chanel, trying to like help her. Yeah. Um, but even so, uh, the other two on uh, Team Zip Zap Zop just like got up there and put them in. Almost like they uh, work together on things a lot and uh, have a lot of experience, like collaborating with each other yeah. in like really weird and unpredictable situations. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Stad, normally when we have a guest on the show, we like to ask them uh, who they would do a run with, like who their two teammates would be. But you've been on the show before, uh, and so we've asked you that already. Um, so we wanted to ask you uh, what room you would want to do uh, if you ever if you ever got to do this show, uh, and and why. That is a very good question. Um, well, let's see. There was the there's the game room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like uh, with the. I'm pulling these up right now just to kind of take a quick look at that. Because yeah, like sure. I said, I watched, I watched the first, I watched episode one, two, and the first part of three. Yeah. Um, the game room I thought was very interesting, mm-hmm. uh, although I am not a fan of monkey bars yeah. <laughs> or, or spinning things very in fair. general. So that's probably not the one I would want to do, although I did like the puzzles in that very much. Uh, the next one, this one, what is this? Oh yeah, that's the kids room. We just talked about that. Uh, then we have, oh, the garage. I liked the garage. Um, I thought that was a very interesting, uh, a very interesting room. There were a lot of, uh, no pun intended, moving parts. Um, you know, with the treadmill and figuring out how to, open one, one mechanic I did like was opening the exit. Mm. Yep, I did too. Uh, Yeah, I was fascinated by that because it was a fun little trick for them to do. And I was a little, like, I was very into it and I was a little confused why they didn't do something like that in all of them. Oh, Um, yeah. 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 The haunted attic is a little bit that way, but you just kind of have to swing through the doors, which is also fun. I mean, it's dramatic, though. Like, it's better than just sort of jumping out. It is. You get a cool, like, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, moment, which is always nice. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I liked that too. And you know, finding a code somewhere in the room to unlock, uh, the the hatch for the button to open the door is also mm-hmm. very good. Like there are a lot more like that one feels a lot more like an escape room, yeah, than the others, yeah, um, in a way that I really liked. So yeah, and I, I think probably for that reason that's the one i would probably would choose yeah um you know i think there is room to have a couple more puzzles in Mm -hmm. there and one i think they'd stepped up definitely stepped up the idea of like this thing links to this thing and when you do this this makes this thing easier Mm -hmm. that that they did this time around then from season one yeah um i would want them to lean into it a bit more so that's pro- so what is it the the uh the garage yeah. Yeah. i think it's the one i would probably go with just based on like well not only do you have to figure out how to get over to the other side but we got to figure out like how do we open this mm-hmm. thing yeah um to me that is always fun and exciting yeah. so uh, i'm actually scrubbing through the attic right now trying to see if i know any of the pictures <laughs> um, <laughs> 
yeah, that yeah. was a that was a fun one to look at. I'm uh, I'm very interested in those as well. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be that would be my choice. Yeah. Um, well, great. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, well, Stad, it's been so great having you on the show again. I'm so glad you agreed to join us. Uh, where can people me. Where can people find you? Where is there anything you want to plug or anything like that? Yeah, uh, best place would be uh, Twitch. It's uh, twitch.tv slash City of Stad, C-I-T-Y-O-F-S-T-A-D. I'm also, that's the same handle for Instagram and for Twitter, although, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, recently, <laughs> apparently, Twitter's been, yeah. Yeah. been an interesting place to be. Uh, so, you know. Twitter's all we have for a show handle. Uh, so it's really fun watching it implode. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, whenever season four of, uh, Flora's Lava drops, I guess check for Lava and Floor on Instagram. I don't know what social media might even exist by then, but like, please keep us in your hearts. Um, you know, send vibes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and we'll- Twitter is like, uh, the social, uh, Flora's Lava game. Yes. Yes, exactly. You're, you're just jumping from, uh, from- spot to spot hoping that it will hold your weight uh and discovering <laughs> for the most part that it will not <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah so uh but yeah that's where you can find me and on twitch i i stream a bunch of different games uh we'll be doing more of that soon now that i'm done with uh there's anthony sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah we assumed uh, one of those was anthony yeah I, i'm pretty sure, sure i i'm pretty sure i know which one is anthony but i may be wrong yeah uh, that's 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 very good. Um, we'll, I'll be doing more streaming there now that I'm not on a production mm-hmm. right now. So definitely Great. check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, come on, come on by. Yes, thank you. Great. Well, thanks so much. I do want to say uh, we're going to have another. Our next episode is going to be a uh, uh, episode with Anthony Carboni doing a little bit of hey. like. <laughs> Uh, asking questions and just mm-hmm. chatting about the show in general. Um, so if you have a question that you would want us to ask about the show, please email it to us at lavaandfloor at gmail.com and we'll compile those questions and ask them if, uh, if you know, we're able to and also if he can answer them. <laughs> um, I'm excited that you're going to have him on. He's He's great. Yeah. And we'll have plenty of of great insight to give you. So mm-hmm. don't uh, honestly do not be afraid to ask him anything you want. I mean, obviously if he can't answer it, he can't answer it, but <laughs> yeah. throw whatever you got to him. Cause he honestly is, uh, and I say this, no joke, one of the most talented and nicest producers I've ever had the chance to work with. Uh, so I'm so excited to hear that you're going to have him on. It's going to, it's going to be a great episode. And Anthony, you're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Me too. Thank you to Dr. Popular for the use of his song Lava as the intro and outro of our program. You can find more of his music on Bandcamp, and we've linked that in the episode description. And uh, as we zip, zap, zap our way on out of here, (laughs) I want you to remember to always say yes and, and never forget that all's fair in Lava and. (laughs) I didn't stop laughing. And I'm only doing that because you asked me to. (laughs) Yep.
put that link in. Yeah, and I wish but... I wish I had said lava, yes, and floor, but you know, the first one hundred uh first hour and five minutes of this podcast, gold. And then oh Yeah, yeah, that's that's how we get you. Oh, Somebody's man. gotta fall into the lava. One way or the other. It might as well be us. Yep. 